Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. By the time this airs, it will be August 31st, which means that we have dedicated the month of August to manifestation. And I want to highlight that if you're listening to this on this Wednesday, the day that this comes out, you still have time to sign up for the Manifest Your Dream Life course, which starts September 1st. So go ahead and check out the website, www.yourlatinamentor.com slash courses. And if you're listening to this after the date, then go ahead and check out the website as well as there will be a wait list for the next round. And Yeah, let's dive right in. So for this week's episode, I want to dive into the misconceptions about manifestation, including human design. (laughs) So if you are, if you are new to human design, go ahead and hit pause, go listen to the episode on the introduction to human design and come back. And if not, that's okay too. We'll just dive right in. So human design is this tool, this framework that shows you the blueprint of the energy that you came into this lifetime with. So it shows you how you're designed to make decisions, how you process emotions, the energy that you have consistent access to, how you experience other people, and so much more. But I want to talk about this thing called the bottom right arrow. And if you're looking at a body graph, you're going to see these four different arrows kind of at the top that show you these things called variable. And so you have four different variables. It's determination, environment, perspective, and motivation. And for a while now, there's has there has been this kind of focus on the bottom right arrow, which is perspective. And it's kind of gain this momentum about look at the bottom right arrow and see how you're designed to manifest. And if it's the bottom right pointing to the right, then it's kind of like, you'll just know when the things appear. And then if it's pointing to the left, you have to be very specific with your manifestation and like have every bullet point and have every detail. And after some trial and error with this, because when I first found out about it, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I have to, you know, implement this and let me test it out and try it out. And from my experience, this has not been the case. (laughs) This has not been the manifestation secret and the arrow and whatever. (laughs) That has not been the case for me. One, the variables have a lot of nuance and there's a lot of information and it's not as easy as just like, okay, this is it. There's like 
color and all of and tone and so much depth into the variables that that in itself is like its own category within human design. It is its own level of expertise. It is so much richer and nuanced than we give it credit for when we just say, oh yeah, the bottom right arrow is you know, the manifestation arrow. And so I want to share from my perspective that yes, while I do like to focus on the details and it is fun to have a list. And if I'm thinking about an apartment, let's say that I want to manifest, then yes, I want to write, you know, how many bedrooms, what location, what price range am I looking into? But honestly, I feel like these are kind of things that would be beneficial for anyone to do. Like if you are trying to manifest an apartment, you have to look at what, you know, what is the price range that I'm going in for? And you're going to have to list that out and have some awareness of that versus like, I know that it will just come to me in the moment that, you know, and once I see it, I'll know because we need some sort of guidance, right? When we're manifesting, it's like we're playing with the universe. We're playing with, okay, these are the things that I want. But again, I'm going to hold that space open for whatever other magic may be. And I talk about this. I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before that, where it's really leaving that space for, yes, this is what I want, but I'm not going to hold on to it so tightly so that when that thing comes, even though it's not exactly like the list, then I'm not going to go for it because there's this thought that I'm going to settle and all of these other stories that come along with that. And really just taking the time to, okay, again, how do I want to feel when this manifestation comes in? What do I, what do I want my home to feel like? And for a long time, I really did list out the things and have this like set of ideas. And when I manifested my apartment in Medellin, I remember I went to go see this brand new building, really great area, like, like brand new, like ready to move in fresh. No one had lived there. And I love new things. So I was like, oh yeah, sign me up. This is great. But then when I went to go look at it and I, it it was like one of the top floors, maybe like floor 20 or something. And I looked out and, and it was beautiful. Like there's a big, you know, you see the city, you see the trees. And I just remember being like, okay, this looks really pretty. But when I'm downstairs, it's like very concrete-y. Like there's a lot of concrete. There's not a lot of nature. Like I can see it from my window while I'm at home, but it doesn't feel like I'm in it. And I just had that fleeting thought. But for me, that was something that was like really important deep down. And while I didn't have that on my list of like things I really wanted later that day, when I came to look at the apartment that I'm in now, it was exactly that. It was like, oh, yes, I'm not on like the top floor, but my backyard is a freaking jungle. Like it is so rich. There's so many trees. There's a bird, like all the birds. There's a little, um, not waterfall, but like a little creek that runs by. And that really felt like, oh yeah, this is it. So for me, my bottom right arrow or the variable is pointing to the left, which means that 
I would have had to make that list and like make sure and check that when I saw this apartment that it, you know, fit with the list and all those things. And I think, oh man, how stressful, especially for me. I really like to pretend like I have control over things. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, wait, this is, this is like feeding into this part of me that wants to control and wants to have some sort of say in the outcome and not so much trust the magic of the universe and the way that things unfold. And so again, it's like, yes, have that clear idea and leave room open for the other things to come in. So I invite you, if you are into human design and you are into manifestation and you have been subscribing to the bottom right arrow pointing left or right to be the type of manifestation that you think that you are, I would love to connect and hear about your experience because I'm simply talking about my own experience here. And the more that I learn about variable, the more that, I don't know, I just find it incredibly fascinating, but also really difficult to comprehend. (laughs) Like my brain is like, wait a second, what? Like, and I go in loops around it. And I have to say, if you are interested in this, I'm going to shout out Alison Forseth. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but her content on variable is like top notch and so good. And so if you are interested in learning more about the variables and what they all mean, definitely check her out. Her content is so good. I've learned so much from her and it makes it like really easy and digestible. And so one of the misconceptions for me when it comes to human design is looking at the variables in this way. The other thing that comes to mind is when I'm talking specifically about human design is like through our open centers, that's how we experience others. And yes, that is how we experience others, but also like how exhausting if we don't have consistent energy to be able to feel all of those things. And I'm thinking about like the open solar plexus in my case, like how exhausting to be always trying to be with others in that space. Like, Oh, I know for me for a long time, it was like, let me experience other people through emotions. But man, sometimes I just need to be alone in my house with no emotions at all. And that feels really good for me to clear out while I am here to feel the wide range of emotions and be in emotional relationships with others and learn how to set boundaries and learn how to, you know, confront the truth, even though it might be really uncomfortable. Like, I can't approach things in a way of like, okay, I'm going to go through the open centers because that's how I'm going to connect with other people. That's how I'm going to bring things into fruition. Oh, that was like way too exhausting. So if we look at human design through a manifestation perspective, it really comes down to strategy and authority, which is how you, you know, your aura type. So whether you're a projector, reflector, generator, manifesting generator, manifester. Now I can't remember if I said all of them, but leaning into that. And then the other one is how you're designed to make decisions. Those two things, we always come back to that. If you take anything away from human design, it's always that it's coming back to your strategy and authority. How are you designed to draw people in through your aura? And how are you designed to make those decisions? And honestly, that has been the biggest way 
I manifest. So I'm a projector, which means that I am invited and I make decisions based on my spleen. So the way that I manifest is very much like me being in the flow of myself and just simply being and doing my thing and making myself visible. And then people see me, they recognize me and they invite me into things, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a job, whether that's a project, you know, little things like, or well, I guess not little, but like just life things like that. And then when that invitation comes in, my spleen, which is very much in the moment, it's like, do I want that? Yes or no? Is this aligned for me? Yes or no? And getting really clear on that. And then that's how the manifestations really start to roll in and come to fruition. The second thing I want to mention about misconceptions about manifestation is thinking that once the manifestation comes in, everything is fine and dandy. And it's like, great, I did all the work, you know, like I removed all my blocks, I worked on my mindset, and then the manifestation came in, came in and now everything is beautiful and wonderful. And things are amazing. <laughs> and I say this a little bit sarcastically, because this is totally me. It's like, okay, when I have that, you know, when I have that job or when I have that partner, everything is going to be so great. And yes, I'm going to feel so in love and all of these things. But then it's like, oh, wait, new lessons come in. (laughs) New things come in to adjust to, or even like a new job. It's like, yay, I got the job. I got the raise. But then it's like, well, I still have to go to work tomorrow. Like, it still has to continue. It isn't just like, I got the raise and then that's it. And then flat. Like, no, it's like, okay, I got the raise. Now I go into work. Now I'm showing up differently. I'm being recognized differently. I'm in this new setting in this new way. And so I want to just take a pause there because for a long time, I know for me too, it was like, well, that thing is going to be so good once that other thing comes in. And that is not how, that is not how it works (laughs) as much as I wish it would be. And so again, I invite you to, and again, one of these other, one of these last two episodes, I talk about this and it's really about being in the frequency of, okay, yes, I got this raise or yes, I have this relationship or yes, I met this beautiful person, but then how do I continue to foster that feeling? How do I continue to feel safe within myself and in the situation when the new lessons come up once that manifestation has come in in a tangible way? And so that can also look like when I moved in to this apartment, that is the tangible manifestation of wanting to live in Medellin, something that I had wanted to do since I was seven years old, since we left here to go to the States. Like I had always wanted to be here. And then I moved here and I was physically here, but then I had to learn to like, okay, I'm safe here. It's okay to be here, like be here and really enjoy the space and, you know, take my time to, to enjoy the physical aspect of it and know that, you know, it was safe to do so. Not like, oh my gosh, the other shoe's going to drop, something's going to happen and I'm going to have to move out or something like that. It was like really training myself to, to be here, to nest, to 
decorate it the way I want to, to really create the space that feels really good for me. And if we're talking about variables, I am cave. I am cave environment, (laughs) which is the bottom left arrow. But anyway, so what I'm really trying to get at is that Yes, it's going to feel really good when that manifestation comes in, but it doesn't end there. And I think that's part of being human. That's part of living in this human experience. Once we're done learning the lessons, then I think it's, you know, we pass away and we go into the next phase of whatever happens once we die in this human existence. And so those lessons, they're going to continue to come up even when those manifestation comes in, especially when those manifestations come in. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. I was just talking to a friend. We did a live on Instagram, Nicole from Ouroboros Healing. So check her Instagram out and check out that chat that we had. I think you can watch the replay on her page. But we were talking about how sometimes when you're manifesting a significant other, it's like, oh, my other half, or, you know, you complete me, or when I have that relationship, then things are going to be really good. And I honestly don't subscribe to that. I really think that when you're focused on you and being the kind of partner that you want to call in, then that's when you know, that other person comes in. So it's not so much about being a half and finding the other half and that it'll be good. It's like, yes, we need connection, obviously. Yes, we want to be with other people and community and relationships and romantic partnerships and support and all of that. But how can I be, you know, really fulfilled in my life, in myself And be the type of partner that I want to call in so that when that other partner comes in, it's like, oh yeah, we're in this together and we can make more juice. So (laughs) I joke about being an orange. So instead of, you know, if you have two half oranges, when you come together and you make juice, it's going to be like half a glass. But if you're both coming in as a full orange, very much knowing who you are, what you bring to the table, there's going to be way more juice and it's going to be way better and sweeter and juicier. And I love that metaphor because it just helps me get that visual of like, oh yeah, whole freaking orange. Yes, I want a whole freaking orange and I want to be a whole freaking orange. I don't want to be, you know, someone's other half. I want to be that full orange that's bringing so much juice to the table. (laughs) And I want, you know, the other person to be just as juicy, if not even juicier. So that when we come together, it's like, oh yeah, this is happening. This is going. The third misconception I want to talk about is timeline jumping. And while this can be really helpful in some ways to have this vision, to have this idea, to have this version of you that has what you want in the present moment. On one hand, I do think that it is really helpful to connect to that part of ourselves that kind of just knows there is no doubt, there is no certainty, or there is there is certainty, there is no uncertainty, that it just knows and it is so sure that things are going to work out, that things are happening. And while 
it does feel really good to connect to that part of ourselves. I know that for me, sometimes when the gap is too big, my mind has a heyday of like, wait, you're not there. What are you talking about? That's so far away. And how can you jump from one place to another overnight? It's not like you're going to wake up and all of a sudden be in this different life. And so while yes, I do find it really helpful to connect to that part of you that sees it so clearly that is like, yes, that is the version of me that has all these things that I want, but also what are the steps to get there and how do I take a little jump versus this whole timeline jump because it can feel so overwhelming. I know for me, it's like, well, if I want to have, you know, one of my biggest dreams is to build my own house and use sustainable resources and very just, I don't know, like repurpose things and just like a very unique home. And while I'm not there yet, it can be really hard for me right now to use affirmations, for example, of like, I am a homeowner because I'm not a homeowner or like, I am someone that is going to build their own house. Like, I need something in between that. That's such a big leap that my brain has a really hard time believing it It because the leap is so big and because I have such big visions and I really, my med- I mean, my imagination is good. <laughs> so how do I take a small step toward that timeline jump so that it doesn't feel like it won't come true and and it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And so I invite you to what's the what's a tiny little step? So for example, you know, if you are an entrepreneur and you want to have a six-figure business and right now you're not making six figures or you want to be a, if you want to have a million dollar revenue, whatever that may be, but right now you're not there, the thing that you're going to or at least for me like an affirmation would be, I'm the type of person who feels really safe receiving large sums of money. Because yeah, how can you reject that? Like your brain isn't automatically going to go, no, that's not right. (laughs) Because why not? Maybe you are that type of person. And how do you make that small shift instead of so much pressure pressure to timeline jump like all of a sudden it's like overnight success and then you know it blew up and that's what happened but we don't talk about like the years or time or months or hours that went up to to that before right and so yes hold the vision of you of your higher self of that timeline of that dream that you want to make into reality but then ground it in a way that you can apply to it on the daily where it's not going to feel so overwhelming where it's not going to be like oh my gosh I'm trying to do all of these things yet how come I just can't timeline jump you know why do I why do I have all these blocks or whatever because the mind can only do so much at a time And it can feel really overwhelming if you're trying to do so many things at once. It's like, okay, let's focus on this present. How can I focus on my present so that eventually the choices that I make will lead up to that desired timeline? So for example, me living in Colombia was a timeline that at one point I did not see as a possibility. Yes, I wanted it. Yes, I dreamt it. But for some reason, I thought that that it was just like, okay, I've tried living there twice before. 
and it's just not in the cards for me. But then an opportunity came up and then I followed those choices that led me here. It wasn't just like all of a sudden, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm in this apartment now and everything is happening and it just happened overnight. And no, no, no. It's like small steps, small choices that lead to that type of desired outcome that we want, that timeline jump, quote unquote. And I guess what I'm really trying to say is like, it doesn't always just happen overnight, although it can look like that sometimes from the outside. It's really a series of small steps and choices that are going to lead you to that quote unquote timeline jump. And sometimes when it gets really difficult, it does feel really good to be able to tap into that energy of that higher self of that different timeline and then figure out, okay, what are the steps that I need to take to be able to get there? And the last misconception about manifestation I want to talk about is that there are blocks or there are tests or there are, you know, it's like, well, are you really ready for this? And honestly, that just sounds like really frustrating to me because if if you're someone who's mindfully you know taking the steps and taking the action and really trying to cultivate this mindfulness into your everyday and you're not seeing the results that you want how defeating is it to think about that oh well there must be something that I'm not doing there must be this test that I'm not passing there must be this thing that I'm not you know that I'm not implementing and for me I'm just like okay I'm I'm over the mean girl inner critic I need to do everything right sort of thing. I'm just like, okay, that just makes me so tired because I used to live in that for so many years <laughs> that I'm like, even just saying it now, I'm like, oh, I do not want to go back there. But it's more of like, okay, what are the choices that I have and how do I want to choose differently knowing the things that I know now? So that can look like instead of, I'm going to be, you know, the best version of myself. It's like, no, today, this is the best version that I know of myself. And tomorrow it's going to be the best version of myself. And then the next day, it's like the present is always here. And that best version of yourself is this you right now. So recognize that and celebrate that. And so when things come up, Ooh, a motorcycle is passing by. I don't know if you just heard that, but when these things come up that may quote unquote sound like a test or, you know, a block, it's okay. Am I willing to choose differently? Am I willing to go through the mud again or am I going to choose differently? And let me give you an example so we can kind of ground this a little bit. Earlier this year, I went on a couple dates with this guy. And in the moment, it was like, okay, this is not what I envision a partnership or like a romantic partner. Like, this is not what I envision. This doesn't feel right. I feel frustrated. I feel kind of like I'm alone in this. You know, it just it didn't feel right. So it was like, okay, knowing what I know now, I have this choice. Do I choose to stay in this even though I know that this is not what I want? Or do I choose differently? Because at that moment in time, that was the quote unquote highest version of me. Even though now I'm like, wait, why did I even doubt that I had to like stick around? <laughs> 
But in that moment, it was like, it felt so hard and it felt so intense. And I mean, I'm a big feeler, like I have big feelings. So in the moment, it can feel so raw and so tender and so emotional. And in that moment, it's like, okay, do I choose? Do I choose differently? Even though I know that it might be hard. And a lot of this is like, conscious and subconscious. So when we're talking about conscious, it's like 5% of our brain. The subconscious is the other 95%. But I have a, I am a firm believer that that 5% is there for a reason. And the more that we bring these subconscious thoughts into the conscious thoughts, the more effective that our visions and our choices and our manifestations can be. And that's always evolving and changing. And so when we have these opportunities to learn come up, it's really about, okay, this is the lesson that I'm learning. And this is the lesson that I get to choose differently. Or this is the lesson that, oh man, I did it again. (laughs) I fell for that guy again, or I made this quote unquote mistake again. But sometimes we kind of need to like learn the hard way. Sometimes we need those lessons to be able to really integrate them so that when that really good manifestation comes in, then we're able to value it. Then we're able to see it from a different lens. Then we're able to really appreciate that manifestation when it comes in, in the way that it comes in and how it comes in. And so if we're talking about partnerships, for example, it's like when that really great person comes into your life, you're going to have a different way that we value that person, that we value the types of communication that we're having, that we value that type of partnership, because we kind of learned through the lessons before, through going through the mud, through going through the actions and really embracing these quote unquote tests or blocks as I'm just learning. This is what I'm here to learn right now in this moment in time. And that's okay. There isn't anything that I'm doing quote unquote wrong. There isn't anything that I need to quote unquote do better or be better. It is really about, okay, how do I really listen to myself or not in this moment, but really become aware of those choices. And sometimes I know for me, I'm like, all the red flags are waving and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm gonna, I know this is not right, but this is what I want to do. And it's like, I just take myself through these lessons that I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to go through that anymore. And then I reach that point where I'm like, okay, I don't need to go through that anymore. And this is where my new boundary is set. And this is where the quote unquote timeline jump happens and quote unquote, my higher self evolves or whatever it may be. I evolve into this higher, more evolved self, which I think also just sounds like the ego talking because that's what it does. But I want to share that with you because sometimes it just helps to give some sort of dialogue around that. So when we come up against like setting a boundary or having the ability to choose differently, then meeting ourselves with grace in whatever decision that we make. So if we take ourselves through the mud and take ourselves through the hard lessons again, and we choose that, it's like, okay, at some point, we're going to choose something differently. It's like the, what's the saying in Spanish? It's like, la gota que derramó el vaso. 
the, although in English it sounds like, the drop that made all the liquid spill. <laughs> it's not good. I think in English it's like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? It's like we can only go through the lesson so many times until it's like, okay, I really learned it and now I'm ready to to see what this new thing is like. So for example, for me, I have had so many bad relationships that it was like, okay, I'm done with the hard lessons. Like I want to learn what the good lessons are. I want to learn what really healthy communication is like. I want to learn what a really healthy, honest relationship is like. And it's so funny because in the last two days, two different people have told me like, (laughs) they're like, oh, phew, like good thing you're with a good guy now because the ones before these were, before before this one was, they were not good. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Thank you for bringing that to my attention. But I just think that's really funny because two people that are totally different from one another have reflected that back to me. But it's really until I was like, okay, no more. Like, no more of the hard lessons. I'm ready for the good lessons. I'm ready to know, you know, what, you know, genuine, healthy love is like and really reframing that. And it's like, I don't think that I would have gotten to the point where I am now had I not gone through all of the hard lessons before even though in the moment, sometimes I was like, oh, I know that this isn't right and I'm not listening to myself, but I'm going to do it anyway. And sometimes we just have to go through that. So meet yourself with some grace and some love and some compassion because we're not always going to get it quote unquote right. Like that's part of being human. That's part of living. That's part of learning and expanding and, and growth. And so I want to leave you with that because it's really all about how do I navigate whatever lesson I'm in now in the most healthy, compassionate way. And even though the lesson in the moment can feel really hard, it's part of the process. It's part of it and getting support and really leaning into that heart and compassion. And maybe that's new. I know for me for a long time, it was like the meaner I was to myself, the more I pushed myself. And oh, until I was like, okay, we're done doing that. That is not fun. (laughs) This is not healthy. This is not nice. It doesn't feel good. So how do I learn new techniques to be able to meet myself with compassion and meet myself with an open heart and grace and That can look so different for so many people. And so I wanted to touch on these misconceptions because manifestation can be such a buzzy word, but then at the same time, it's, okay, these are tools. These are awareness tools. This is a way to be really mindful of what kind of life do I want to live? What do I want my day-to-day to look like? What do I want my life to feel like? What do I want my relationships to feel like? What do I want my work to feel like? I mean, this can look like so many different ways. And I think that's the really fun part about it because what I'm quote unquote manifesting is going to look so different than maybe you that you're listening. I know one of the things that come up when manifesting is material things. So it's like, yes, get that, 
you know, Fendi purse or whatever it may be. But for me, I'm like, I don't really care about purses. Like, that's not my jam. You know, take me on a trip. Like, let's go travel somewhere. That's my jam. So, but that's the beauty of it. For you, maybe getting that Fendi bag is so great and it's going to feel so good. And how great, like how cool that your manifestation is going to be different than mine, yet it can feel so empowering and so good and so juicy because we're really meant to enjoy this human experience. I remember I had this conversation with a friend once and she said to me like, your suffering is not going to lessen someone else's suffering because for a long time I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much more than other people in terms of a roof, having food every day, having choices, having freedom as a woman. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm so lucky that I have all of these things. Yet sometimes I feel really guilty about it. And she was like, you feeling guilty is not going to help the injustices and the suffering of other people go away. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Why am I going to beat myself up? What can I do with that energy and alchemize it into something else, into something more positive, into something that's going to generate change? So instead of me sulking around about all the great things that I have, it's like, okay, let me use that energy into something that's going to feel really good. Like this podcast, like I love sitting here in front of the microphone, waving my arms, which you obviously can't see, and using my energy that way instead of sulking around about feeling guilty about having really good things. Because while yes, I do acknowledge that I have a lot of privilege, but there's a lot of really great things that I can do with that. And it's that awareness of being able to do that. So all of that to say, I'm excited about your manifestations. I'm excited to be a part of it. And I hope that you'll join me in the Manifest Your Dream Life course, which starts tomorrow, Thursday, September 1st. And if you didn't make it this first round, that's all good. I will have a wait list ready for the next round when it opens up. And I'm just excited to be a part of your day when you're listening to me on this podcast. Thank you so much. Honestly, like it feels really exciting that you might be doing the dishes, you might be in the car, you might be working out and we're hanging out. Like that is so wild to me. That is so wild to me. (laughs) But I really appreciate you having me be a part of your day. So if you're interested in joining the course, check out the website, www.yourlatinamentor.com slash courses. Either way, thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.